Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Welcome, everybody, to the Great Iron Blitz 416 in the house. Today, we're going to have two awesome guests. On top of that, we got the return of Nate Ward in the second hour as we break down NFL trade news, including the return of Tom Brady. Uh, that was kind of shocker on Twitter. Uh, so Tom Brady returned to uh, Tampa Bay. So kind of a track record for him. Uh, he's always had a loss in the playoff mode. And if you go back to, uh, you know, the Twitter wards and the, and the Twitter researchers, um, he literally doesn't want to leave as a losing quarterback in a playoff game. Every time he's lost a playoff game, he's always come back and won a Super Bowl. So I guess uh, that's where he's at now. He just wants to come back and maybe go out on top, as he should have gone out on top. So I guess all the uh, pre-retirement hype was not to be. So uh, we're looking forward to Tom Brady coming back, uh, and that kind of puts a different perspective in terms of the NFC picture in the South as well, with uh, Aaron Rodgers getting the big contract. Just a lot of a lot of trades that we're going to talk about, and uh, Christian Kirk getting paid as the highest receiver. Uh, above everybody else, which is kind of absurd. Tyreek Hill, really, over Tyreek Hill, over <laughs> Cooper Cup? No way, no way. I mean, I don't know who's who's on weed or who's on drugs or whatever, but uh, that insane amount of four million, I think it was, uh, paid to this running uh, receiver out of uh, Arizona Cardinals hasn't done anything. No playoff, you know, consistencies, no Super Bowls. Uh, you know, things like that. So uh, I don't know where the NFL is, but I think they got to put a cap scale on certain positions and what can be attained. But the the bottom line is, you know, Christian Kirk, talented player, not worth, you know, above Tariq Hill, above uh, Cooper Cup, et cetera. So we'll, we're going to dive into that as well. But two awesome guests today in the um, 416 episode of the Great Iron Blitz, powered by Monkey Knife Fight. Don't forget, go to Monkey Knife Fight. Use the code NJF to get started today. Get a $5 free play. You can play the rest of the NBA season. Got MMA as well, PGA. They're so a nice, easy platform. So I play more or less. All you got to do is choose whether a player is going to hit their metrics in any any type of sport. Pretty easy to do. So check it out, monkeyandifight.com, and use the code NJF to get a $5 free play up to a $100 match. All right. So today we're going to be talking to multi-time champion, uh, head coach of the Nevada Storm, and that's going to be uh, the talented Chris Garza. And he's going to, we're going to dive into the WFA pro season here with the Nevada Storm in terms of the output picture of their schedule, plus the anticipation of two, uh, two uh, games that are going to be nationally televised against two rivals. So that's going to be awesome to kind of see and watch. And we're going to be kind of diving into uh, the road to Canton and that's going to be uh, Brian Sweeney here in a couple weeks, here in about two weeks here. We're also going to be talking to uh, the WFA Commissioner, Lisa King, on the upcoming 2022 WFA season. 
So a lot of things uh, brewing here as we get closer to both the, w, uh, the WNFC and the WFA uh, kickoffs here in April, April 2nd and April 9th. And we're going to be covering it wall-to-wall, week-to-week, uh, the best network on the planet. And that's where you want to be before you come in on Tuesdays. So check it out. Uh, go to facebook.com for size Square Beauties, and you get all the lowdown that's happening in the sport right there from the best network on the planet, the best resources on the planet, and from passionate uh, American football fanatics, uh, women's American football fanatics, right there at Gridiron Beauties, at Facebook.com for size Gridiron Beauties. All right, uh, we're going to have the uh, IG influencer, Tronus founder, and former WFLA uh, superstar. That will be Santia Deck in the house in about 45 minutes from, from now. And we're going to, like I said, dive into Chris Garza from the, uh, the Nevada Storm as well. And then after that, we're going to dive into the hub news, everything that's happening in the sport, break it down for you, what's uh, relevant or not. So you can go to the hub right now and get your lowdown before I speak about it. Go from there. Um, If you guys haven't gone to follow us on Twitter, uh, thank you for following us on Twitter there, uh, busting us over almost close to 500 now followers. Uh, We, uh, you know, we were at one point almost at 8,000, but we got shut down because of some uh, infractions with Twitter. And so now we've got to start trending back ourselves. So um, if you guys are inclined, go to Twitter at Gridiron Beauty. Get the link right there at the uh, podcast uh, post at the, at the hub at facebook.com for slash Gridiron Beauties. We're also going to be uh, diving into this whole NFL offseason stuff that's happened. So um, list things that are happening internationally. Uh, we're going to be diving into Texas Valley Sports, the playoffs in Texas, Texas Valley Sports right now. Um, Brownsville Sting. Uh, 34-0 over Kingsville Empire. Kind of a shocking result there. Uh, should have been a closer game given the history of Kingsville. Unfortunately, that was not the case. So here we are. Uh, Brownsville does move on to the, to the championship. We're also at Coastal Bend Legion, 42-18, taking down River City, uh, River City Warriors. Uh, not a surprise there. Uh, uh, Coastal Bend's been rolling all season, 7-0 as they go into the uh, final championship. It's going to be a tough battle. Um, between Brownsville and uh, Coastal Bend. Uh, it's the opportunity for the Sting to upset in a real format to take down Coastal Bend. It would be a very bad ending for Coastal Bend if they can't come up with it. But uh, overall, this is the uh, one and two team in Texas Valley Sports. This is what we expected uh, at the beginning of the season. It was kind of like, who's going who's gonna to challenge? Would it be Kingsville or whether it, you know, it would be River City? But ultimately, it was Brownsville. So Brownsville uh, deserving of being here in the in the playoffs, also in the championship. So we're going to catch up March March 19th coming up for this weekend. We will get you down with Texas Valley Sports uh, Women's Championship. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to do a live. Uh, we haven't had any news yet, but I'm pretty sure they'll probably do some sort of streaming for the uh, championship. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, LFA Feminina Week 5, uh, big, big week in Spain as the final week of the season, minus one game that's going to be played in May. It's pretty much non-factor. Um, so LNFA Femenina, Barcelona Buffaloes uh, taking down, uh, t- uh, get, get taken down by the Osos Rivas, 40 um, to forty to 34. Pretty interesting game there. And Osos just dominant most of the season. Uh, hats off to their program. They started a year ago, and now they're pretty much a really good powerhouse here in LNFA Feminina. Uh, Barbera Rookies, as usual, 32-26. Uh, a big clash and rivalry that it is. Uh, La Rosa's a Black Demons taking on Barbera Rookies. Really close 
32-26 was the battle here, and this is an, an intense rivalry that's been happening for a long time. Uh, and so it's, it's probably one of the clashes and the best matches you can, you can want to watch in Spain. Uh, rookies and Demons, pretty historic in terms of their programs. Uh, Truckers surprisingly ends the season. Uh, 41-13, to take down Badalona Drax. Uh, Badalona also struggling the last couple seasons. Not really great in terms of out for the seasons. Uh, but Truckers do get an impressive uh, finish in Week 5, 41-13. So that's really awesome for them. And then uh, Valkyrias put up about 30 points, but unfortunately Valencia, very tough. That's the other team that we're going to be looking for, the Valencia Fire, uh, Firebats. So the picture in LNFA from Menina is pretty much set. We'll get you the preview from, F, from EFA um, Spain as it comes out this weekend with the recaps and the results. So we'll post it up there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Granite Beauties. We'll also break it down in terms of, you know, the groups. Uh, it looks to me like Osos right now, and it's going to be uh, Barbera Rookies. Um, it's going to be Valencia uh, and, and Black Demon. So it looks like those are the top four teams that will be competing for the LNFA Femenina Championship 2022. Uh, so shout out to them. There was also the preview at the hub. If you didn't get the preview prior to those results, you get the preview right there at the hub, courtesy of FEFA.Spain as well. So breaking it down for us right there. So appreciate them uh, networking with us and giving us the lowdown what's happening in Spain and what's happening with the LNFA Femenina 2022 season as well. All right. Um, if you caught some of the stuff that's happened during this week, obviously it's uh, USA Trials. Our own Holly Custis was um, at the USA uh, Football Trials over in uh, Florida along with about 200 athletes from the WNFC, WFA, and other leagues in, in terms of the U.S. scope. And so a lot of the players now have finalized the tryout, uh, looking forward to going to, uh, I believe, Canton uh, over in Ohio uh, before the trip over to Finland. So pretty, pretty interesting to see what the roster will look like in terms of who's going to be on the roster and who made the roster. Hopefully uh, our Holly Custis will be on that roster. Uh, and but she just balled out out there, uh, made it made it happen. So we're hoping that she will be one of those players that's going to be given the uh, green light to go to Vontaux, Finland, to compete for the IFAB World Championship for Team USA. Uh, familiar faces over in uh, in Florida as usual. So check it out right there at the Hub. You get the uh, you get to see all the faces: uh, Adrian Smith, uh, Dr. Jen Walter, uh, Texas Elite Spartans were there. Boston Renegades, uh, just some, some of the top, uh, top top players in terms of the uh, national scope, and NG Martin and the San Diego Rebellion there as well, including some of the uh, offensive juggernauts as well uh, from Texas Elite Spartans as well. So a lot of a lot of players submitting, going to um, the trials at Team USA, and so now we just have to wait probably a week or two or a couple weeks here before we get the, the results. I'm, I'm assuming it'll be middle of April before we actually get the roster announced, uh, who's going to be on the team. But pretty exciting times. They will be competing. Uh, the, the, the players that are going to be rostered for Team USA will be defending uh, the USA Championship, the IFAB World Championships, uh, will be defending team that comes into the playoffs. So, you know, a big responsibility for them. Uh, undefeated so far in tournament play. I'm looking forward to that. Also, Team Canada, uh, as we talked to Aliyah, uh, Carmali last weekend, uh, and uh, she was uh, alluding that she was going to be going over to, for Team uh, Team Canada as well. So there's a lot of players overseas on Team Canada that are taking advantage of this in the next 60 days 
also trying to go onto that roster to defend the silver. And then Mexico, we talked to uh, Coach Giovanni Carrillo's uh, about two podcasts ago. He's also ready, and he's getting his roster set uh, for defending the bronze at the I-5 World Championships in, in Bontoff, Finland. So all the Euro teams uh, are in, mo- in motion right now. Germany in motion as well. Uh, they're doing tryouts right now in Berlin and I believe the other city, I can't, uh, two, two other cities. You get the lowdown right there at the hub in terms of what that's all about. Uh, but Germany ready to roll back into the IFAB uh, World Championship scene. So we're going to keep tabs on that in terms of what the roster looks like for what uh, we'll be kicking off. Obviously, the Maple League, uh, May 14th, coming up here. Uh, it's going to be Saints, Lyonis, uh, Wolverines, Trojans, Bouncers, and West Coast Phoenix. So looking uh, exciting to see that. So as the seasons come up, summer is all girl summer. It's a girl summer uh, coming up here in April. So once we launch in April, from April to August, it is a girl summer. So we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be in the States. We're going to be up in Canada. We're going to be in Mexico. We're going to be over in Europe. We're going to be a little bit of a, a, a sex, sectional in Guam. I think the restart's there. And then we're going to be obviously in Australia, Honduras, Costa Rica. So all over the place. So like, like I said before, the place to be is obviously at the hub. Go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. That is the place to be. So we're going to be just diving into uh, multi-time championship coach Chris Garza here in a second as we dive into WFA Pro 2022 season and the anticipation for the Women's Football Lions kickoff. It's the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget to go to Monkey Knife Fight. Use the code NJF. Get a $5 free play up to $100 match. Get started today with the more or less platform. All right, let's dive in to Nevada coach, head coach, multi-time championship coach. That is Chris Garza in the house. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, Oscar. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for making the time, coach. I know you're uh, in uh, you know in the off-season mode getting everybody ready here and uh, giving us some, a little bit of your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually sitting here at practice. Uh, we're ready to start. What a season uh, the last two years. So the anticipation, uh, everybody is eyeing Nevada to be successful in the 2022 season. So I know you're ready for it. The schedule is pretty much, you know, r- really good. Everybody's going to be eyeing you versus Cali War. You, got, you know, all everything that's all the battles from last uh, the last season. But uh, any any changes to the roster? You got Ambria Marcucci. Uh, so international players as well. Get your your full cast. Anybody that's not coming back that we should be made aware of from last season. Um, I think the only person from last season that's not making a return this year would be uh, Nisha Washington, which was an All-American for us. Um, that that seems to be the only person I, I can think of right off the top of my head that's not going to be joining us this year. That was with us last year. All right. Um, so everybody's pretty much intact, uh, uh, Coach, uh, in terms of uh, making a return plus your additional uh, rookies that you're adding on and some international players. So that seems like a solid roster. Are we at 40, or where's the number at this point? Uh, we are – officially we're at 52, um, you know, but with oh, wow. with the roster this size, it kind of ebbs and flows with, with, with uh, preseason practices. But, yeah, we're, we're doing our best to, to get everybody up to speed, uh, get the rookies ready. Um, we, we have a great uh, veteran core coming back this year that are 
full of great leaders. So we're, we're really excited about this season being um, this is the biggest season or biggest roster in Nevada Storm history. Chris, what do you attribute this roster upgrade? Is it your success the last two seasons? Is it the fact that some, some of these players see value? Or is it just the fact that you have a, more of a structure and people are, uh, are more liking to it than what it was before in the program? You know, I, everybody always wants to play for a winner, you know. Um, I, I think us winning a couple championships attracted new uh, athletes to our team. Um, we've been in our community very, very, very present in our community. And uh, we've been striving to, to put foremost uh, efforts in, in all of our efforts this offseason into recruiting. And uh, we had plenty of girls or ladies want to talk to us from, you know, inter- internationally players and players from other leagues wanted to come play for us. Uh, but, you know, it comes back to the same standards that us coaches set for this team. And out of those, Ombra was pretty much the only one that can make the cut for us. Yeah, and I think the bottom line is you had a very successful season um, on both sides of the ball. And you had some players that obviously were playing two ways as well, like Jesse Falkert. Um, and then you had, you know, really good talent on on uh, offense with Jasmine Plummer's great season. And then um, on defense, like you said, uh, Washington will probably miss at this point. But you also have Pita. Uh, I believe you had Mude and Macias, right, also back on onto the roster. Yeah, we have Cass uh, Macias-Hicks. Yeah, she was definitely our, our honey badger of the, the defense there. And, uh, Sarah Colangelo, uh, Jesse Selker, and then you mentioned Cindy Pita. Um, those are pretty big staples on our defense, and we're just lucky to have those ladies. They, they just go all out. They're very humble with uh, with them playing. Um, you know, I, I could as a defensive coach, I couldn't ask for a better better veteran core to come back and play for me. Now, structurally, a passing game has not been the norm, but that's worked for you in terms of a balanced run game with some minor passing at this point. But defensively. You guys were stout last last year in terms of, you know, getting it done. Is this the same playbook at this point, or are we going to be surprised in some way, Chris, with your playbook this year? You know, we we, uh, we tend to flex to what we have in our strengths um, with our playbook aspect, but we, we definitely put, we plan on putting a couple wrinkles here and there. Um, but, you know, our identity is, is just run, run hard football, and uh, that's, that's our – that's our keys, and that's what we want to stick to. All right. I know uh, shuffling for WFA Pro, you guys upgraded to the Pro. Everybody else was here. Minnesota was here. Uh, Cali War. You know, there's teams that are staple in Division One that are now part of Pro. Um, have you done any homework on those teams at all at this point, or are you just more focused on getting your squad ready for the for kickoff? You know, right now we, we're focused. We always focus on ourselves in the beginning. You know, it's it's still a little early to go ahead and look forward in the future. Um, if anybody, it's Denver that we're looking forward to because it's it's the next game that's in line. Um, us, us as coaches are getting prepared for the rest of the season, but the players themselves, you know, we, we rather them focus on one small goal at a time. And right now, you know, that getting to the first game of the season, which we are super excited for, um, that, that's been our focus right now. Now, yeah, Mo, uh, pretty uh, productive last year. Uh, do we have more than one quarterback on the roster at this point, or is, who, who's number two that we should be w- watching out if anything would happen to Mo at this point? Um, we do have a number two. Uh, we, we do have Courtney Breeden, which is a, a rookie that, that came on this year. 
Um, she looked like she had a great arm. She's really smart, makes great decisions. So we decided that we we're going to place her as our second-string quarterback, um, you know. But that, that's just one little aspect of, of the game. Um, as you've seen it last year, we used a lot of our running backs as our second-string quarterbacks, you know. And we plan on kind of, kind of staying the same there. Uh, Mo just gets it done. She, she's worked hard in the offseason. She puts in the time with the playbook, and, and she's always studying. Um, you couldn't ask for a better quarterback to lead this team. So you're happy with uh, pretty much offensively and defense at this point in terms of what you have on the, on the roster. Um, no surprise, like I said, with, with the, the amount of offense that you're going to play with and some of the balanced run game. Um, I think that's literally hard-nosed football, and I, I don't know if any team in WFA Pro is not going to expect that, given you know what the, what they have on film from last year. So a little bit of a wrinkle, you said you, you might come up with a uh, – here's some trick plays, as they say. Keep it interesting. Uh, so, not really. um, <laughs> no? Uh, no, I mean, not, not really trick plays. Uh, you know, we, we do want to expand on our offense a little bit this year. Um, I think uh, our ladies took, took a little bit to heart that when we were called one-dimensional – um, they really want to get better at that one dimension and, and really show the mm-hmm. WFA Pro, um, you know, a little bit of something in, in in our run game. But, yeah, I mean, just like every other team, we've got a fair amount of pass plays in, in our playbook as well. Now, Coach, uh, you get the first uh, first week, you get the bye week. So, literally, it gives you a little bit more time to kind of hone your skills. And then you obviously uh, get the road trip to go to Mile High. Mile High, I'm, I'm – I'm pretty sure they're aware of their uh, 34 to 20 loss to you, so I'm pretty sure they're, uh, it's uh, one of those checkoff points for them. You know, try to take down the storm in the first uh, first week of the season here, but it's going to be a battle there, especially uh, you know with the altitude and everything else that's happened. Then you get a rest uh, rest week as well as you come back from that, and then you get to national spotlight against the Vixen. So that's going to be one of the games that we're looking forward to. And then you get Cali War in that middle, in the middle of the first five weeks. So uh, interesting uh, battles that all us fans are going to be looking forward to on uh, Nevada, Minnesota, Nevada, Cali War. So is is that something you're uh, kind of anticipating? Oh yeah, I, I am very excited about those two games. Uh, those those teams are great. Um, you know, even Denver. I don't ever want to look past Denver. They're a good team too. Uh, but you know, we're really looking forward to hosting Minnesota, and then going down to, to Los Angeles and playing Cali War. Um, both those teams are great. I, I like the coaching staff um, of Cali War. You know, it, it's just um, those are two great programs that we, re- we really are honored to be in the same type of bracket with them. So we're really curious to see how our ladies are going to compete um, year after year with these, these two teams. Coach, um, I don't know, but, you know, I've been covering you guys for like four years, the last – year and a half more exclusively the year before that um i got it i got to hats off to you and your coaching staff yourself all the hard work that you guys put in but uh this is a a great up great moment for nevada storm franchise uh to go three levels up and now being at the big level and you know everybody's rooting for you guys i think because if you guys do get to that final stage in canton it's gonna be one of those historic moments and uh and it has not happened in the wfa so uh you know, what do you say about making history once again or being in that, you know, conversation about one of the best teams in the uh, WFA? You know, we're just honored to, to even be put on that platform, you know. Um, these ladies here, 
we stay humble, and that, that's our biggest thing. You know, we, we came from a when, – when I joined this team, we were, a, you know, zero and 18, and mm-hmm. we just had enough of it. And I saw the talent that was here, and we just changed our attitude on everything. And when we changed that attitude, it kind of propelled us into this thinking of, well, what can we do with this? And then we just kept pushing ourselves and said, hey, there's not going to be any limits. We shouldn't limit ourselves to what we can do out there on the football field and also in our community. Um, since then, we've actually uh, – we're just fortunate enough to make some playoff games and then uh, just be in the right places at the right time and, and we have the right players. Uh, we, again, I, I just I'm just – really happy to have found this team and the players that are part of it. Um, I, I just, I feel like uh, that this year will be our, you know, make it or break it year, but if we can make it one more time and, and win that championship, I mean, it would just be an honor. Um, we're already honored with the two championships. So this, this one would just be another icing on the top. All right. So we got it pre-bracketed like we do March Madness. No pressure, Chris Garza. Uh, we have Nevada Storm either taking on Boston Renegades or Nevada Storm taking on maybe Minnesota Vixen in that nature. But that's all, it's all pre, you know what I mean? We have no idea what the final will end up at. But for us, we pretty much have that, that on-the-horizon mentality. Uh, so no pressure for the Storm <laughs> to arrive in Canton against Boston. But, uh, you know, Boston's, Boston's the, uh, what do you call it, the benchmark, right? So – it would be nice to have that yeah. as the, you know the the opponent in Canton of all places. Yeah, Boston's a great team. Um, they're they're a historic team in their own right. Um, I think that team is full of talented ladies, and uh, I, I know that our team really wants to play Boston in the finals. But you know, uh, let's see how the cards fall because you can never count out the teams out either. Um, but it, it would just it would just please us to play Boston. That, that's that's our main thing. That's what I hear from every coach uh, that I've talked to so far, <laughs> that everybody knows that it's not like automatic that they're going to get there, but, you know, there's a 90% or high percentage that you'll probably – that will be the team that you have to face in pro, right, <laughs> to, to kind of like take yeah. down the mantle and say. So, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just what it is, right? It's, it's, it's an excellent, like you said, coaching staff, and they've had so much success over, over the, uh, the long run that they are the benchmark, you know, and, and that's what you shoot for. Um, coach, uh, the, the, bottom half of the, the bottom half of the schedule is really uh, kind of like Oregon. You get, you get Oregon, you get Kern, and then you get, a little, you get another, uh, another TV presence with Cali War. So, literally, I mean, if you look at the schedule for us, uh, I mean, there is opportunity to run the table in, in a lot of ways. Like you said, uh, credit to your players if they make everything happen. So that would be uh, pretty impressive too, uh, especially in WFA, uh, WFA Pro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we have a uh, we do have a tougher schedule this year with Minnesota Vixen and then LA, and then mm-hmm. um, we go up to you know Portland, and then we come back and play LA. You know, LA twice in the schedule to anybody is going to be a a, a challenge, you know, that, that's a good football team. Um, Minnesota Vixens, like, like I said, they're, they're just a tough, you know, they're going to be the gut check at the beginning of the season. And uh, I, I think that's going to really determine uh, how the rest of the season plays out for us. Now, um, I know you guys are always looking for sponsors, always looking for support, right? Uh, as they say, there there can never never be enough money flowing in. <laughs> you see the, the term. <laughs> 
can always get money flowing in, right? Turn the faucet on, as they say. Turn the faucet on. Let's get it rolling. Um, so you guys go to NevadaStormFootball.com, right, Coach? And you get a lot of sponsorship um, deals out there, as low as $50, I believe, and as high as, uh, I don't know, $5,000, if I'm correct. So you got a bracket in terms of sponsorship where you can it's affordable, and you get some perks as well, right, for certain things that you that you have with the sponsorship with, with the players or just a sponsorship as, as a team in itself. So um, uh, how are you guys doing on that end, Coach? Do you, you, you know it, Al? You know, uh, from what little I know, <laughs> from what little I know, we're actually doing pretty good. And uh, our sponsorships have, have grown majorly. Um, I think it's really attractive when our, our team is a 5013C, so that way bigger, you mm-hmm. know, the bigger donations can come in and still get you know, small tax write-offs there. Um, so that that's actually helped us propel to more sponsorships. I think the the ease of going onto our website, like you said, NevadaStormFootball.com, you can you can definitely look up any sponsorship, or if you just want to make a donation. I mean, the uh, the board has made it has made it super easy for these late, for the community to get behind these ladies. Yeah, and I, I think that that's the key right there, supporting uh, locally as well. But you know, sometimes you can get a nice push. Uh, internationally or from outside the state, and that's always a, a blessing in itself because that obviously gives you a little bit more opportunity in terms of uh, flexibility to do things, um, you know, in terms of uh, funding and getting yourself ready to go uh, to, to get, you know, to get things done. So I'm um, looking looking forward to it. Um, the 42 to 18 win in um, in the final, G, the D2 final, very impressive, uh, uh, coach. And I think that's where all the fans kind of expect, you know, from Nevada this season that the the impressive finish in Canton, and now we're anticipating this this nice uh, you know launch in WFA Pro. Yeah, it's it, you know it's really tough to follow up on a winning season, and uh, there's a lot of high expectations, you know, not only for as coaches and players, but you know you hit it on the the nail on the head, you know, the community also looks at us and says, Hey, you're successful. Let's, let's be, let's have you have another successful season. Um, getting everybody on board to have that season is another story, you know? Um, but us here, you know, we're trying to create a winning culture here, uh, winning mentality. And, you know, our ladies are just eager to get out there and, and start this season. We, we really just want to challenge ourselves and, and make sure that we can, uphold those same standards year after year and, and you know, get another championship. That that would be awesome. All right, guys. Um, if you guys want to support the Nevada Storm uh, football, including Coach uh, Garza here with this excellent so far two years in a row, D, D3 champion, D2 champion, looking forward to that WFA Pro Championship as the goal. Um, you guys can go to Nevada Storm, uh, NevadaStormFootball.com uh, forward slash sponsorship levels. Uh, so you can go with the you know, $100 just going to get you social media recognition, uh, going to get you that swag shirt to display out there. And on top of that, you'll get four game tickets to any game plus uh, one announcement per game. So check it out. Pretty inexpensive. So like I said, between the coach says here, a dollar, we'll take it up to 5000 <laughs> if you want to donate it. So uh, pretty awesome. So check it out, NevadaStormsFootball.com. All right, uh, coach, thank you for making the time. Really appreciate it. I know you're, you know, juggling that and i really appreciate you making the time and kind of giving our audience uh the uh anticipation of what they're going to expect for nevada storm football in terms of wfa pro 2022 
Well, thank you, Oscar. I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, we, we're really looking forward to this year. We're really excited about our opponents. Um, we're, we're really do, we're really ready to, to test ourselves as well. So, so thank you for the attention. All right. So, Chris, as they say, the storm is coming. So we got to watch out for the wind. So <laughs> let's let's get it done, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Coach. Have a good evening, okay, at practice, and uh, we'll, we'll be touching base during the season. All right. Thanks, Oscar. Have a good night. All right, guys, that was the championship coach, Chris Garza of the Nevada Storm, uh, multi-time championship coach, Chris Garza of the Nevada Storm. So check it out, you guys. Uh, go to NevadaStormFootball.com. Check it out right there. All the breakdown right there. You get uh, everything that you need. Uh, if you want to donate right there, there's the uh, 2022 schedule roster coming up soon here as they finalize it, uh, plus all the details of community events that are going to happen with Nevada Storm football. So don't forget to go to NevadaStormFootball.com. You can also follow them on TikTok, uh, TikTok as well, Nevada Storms Football on TikTok. That's what they're most, most prevalent right now. Um, and, but you can follow them on all social media. So Nevada Storm Football right there, Google it, uh, Yahoo it. And uh, you'll get right there to the links and get and get involved with it. So uh, pretty awesome uh, championship team deserving of support. So if you're in uh, Reno, Vegas, Nevada, or anything up north in Truckee and California and that aspect of it, if you want to donate, uh, if you want to support them, or if you want to be a sponsor, uh, go right there to NevadaStormFootball.com. All right, bombshell. Uh, we had Tom Brady returning. <laughs> uh, that was just huge. Anyways. Tom Brady returning uh, to the NFL. That literally threw a wrench to everybody. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he, he lost in the playoffs. His record's usually, if he loses in the playoffs, he tries to return and, and tries to, you know, get over the top in terms of a championship format. So uh, interesting to see how he's going to pan out in terms of this coming up season. Everybody thought he was done and, and no big deal, and everybody was anticipating, like, what is Tampa Bay going to do now? Uh, in the off season, who are they going to get? Um, things like that. So it worked out. Fortunately, uh, if you're a Seahawks fan, as an example, it it's kind of like a rebuild mode for you. As Russell Wilson goes to Denver, uh, they go to the Broncos. Interesting to see that Khalil Mack to the Chargers from the Bears. Uh, Carson Wentz is heading over to Washington. Uh, what was the other? Uh, let me see my notes here. I think there was a couple guys that are just heading everywhere. Uh, but, you know, trade, oh, Amari Cooper to the Browns. Can, can't forget that. Amari Cooper to the Browns. And so uh, Terry Lister probably very happy right now, our co-host Terry Lister. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the Browns pick up a good receiver. Now it's, it's going to be a matter of, like, how durable is he going to be, um, you know, how well they're going to use him. They had OBJ and nothing happened there. They had Landry. Uh, it's an opportunity for um, the coaches out there, Stefanski, to figure out, how he's going to use Amari Cooper in a, a, to be a weapon, a really true weapon for the Cleveland Browns. So interesting there. We'll dive into free agency, like I said, and some trade news as we get into the second hour uh, with Nate Ward at the last uh, 20 minutes of the show or so. And then we're going to basically dive into the hub in about uh, 40 minutes here. We're anticipating right now we're going to be talking to, um, and she's obviously uh, getting ready. Uh, she's rehabbing actually. Uh, for her uh, WNFC debut. So it's interesting to see um, for her in terms of how that's going to work out for her and, and how she's doing. So I'm kind of interested to find out where her, what stage she's at right now in terms of the um, rehab stage. 
Um, let me see if we're at here. And I'll figure it out. So here we go. All right, here we go. Um, but if you didn't, if, if you didn't anticipate, uh, so she went to, uh, I guess she was training and something happened, uh, ACL, I believe, chair. Um, so she had to kind of step back a little bit and kind of rehab that before the season kicks off here in about another three weeks or so. So looking forward to see how she's doing and how that's rehabbing. But, uh, you know, an, an amazing individual, uh, big-time IG influencer as well, and she's done pretty much a lot of things. So uh, initially the WFLA fame and hype was initial for her, and then after that it was more NFL flag, went into sponsorship, I mean, sponsorships and branding. Um, she's normally a fitness trainer to, to begin with, so a, a really good following on social media. I think she's over, I think, 891K. So she's got a great following. You can follow her at trackbaby001. Um, so you can follow her on, on Instagram there. And uh, also on her, you know, you can just Google Santia Deck and you pretty much get all the links on terms of uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook as well. So um, we're looking forward to see how, you know, the recovery stage is, is going with her and how she's going to, uh, you know, rebound. Uh, and hopefully we'll see her uh, full strength uh, for the WNFC 2022 season uh, for the Atlanta Phoenix. That's where she's going to be at. Uh, and so I, I want to know, you know, where she's going to position up more likely offensively. That's usually the case with, uh, with the Atlanta Phoenix. So I, I'm assuming that's, you know, the case that's going to be, but anticipation for her debut in um, WNFC is where we're at. Uh, also creator of Tronus shoes. And so let's go into the Monkey Knife Out Huddle, and we're going to be talking right now to uh, the talented Santia Deck. ...is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Knife Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, guys, go to Monkey Knife Fight. Get started right there with the $5 free play code NJF. Let's uh, bring in Santia Deck, Track Baby uh, from Instagram. Santia, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for making the time with us. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Santia, uh, a, a lot of uh, anticipation for your debut in WNFC. Are you excited too as well? I know you're doing rehab still with, uh, with an injury, uh, but how's that going? Um, it's actually going really well. Um, I've only been in rehab, honestly, less than, I guess, two months. Um, and I went from walking on crutches to now I'm able to jump. And I started cutting a few days ago, you know, trying to, you know, get back into my normal movements. And I've been doing actually really, really well. So it looks like I'll be able to play this season. Not really sure if it's going to be the third or fourth game or maybe even the last game. But at some point I will be on the field. Now, can you tell us a little bit of what happened there? Was it an off off injury or was it during training or how did that happen with the injury? Um, I was actually at uh, at practice and it was a uh, it was muddy um, and I was in the backfield and I pretty much um, as I was coming out out of the backfield and I was doing like a pitch play, um, I slipped and um, mm-hmm. as I was slipping, you know, unfortunately my teammates had kind of piled on top of me. And my knee was already kind of bit backwards because I was falling, and then it went to the side. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I ended up um, partially tearing my ACL and uh, straining my MCL. Oh, wow. Wow, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's so sorry to hear that. And and especially when it you know during practice you would think okay, not going to happen, but it, it, sometimes it does happen, right? Because you're just aggressively going, just like you would on game day. Um, Santia, yeah. the, the the journey you've posted on your um, I think it was on your IG, but you said I wasn't get, I wasn't disclosing it, and then you ended up you know kind of disclosing what the process was for the rehab. rehab. So a lot of a lot of fans. Uh, we're kind of happy that um, you're actually in good state in terms of recovery. So that was cool. Yeah, no, I definitely just want to be transparent because I know, you know, ACL injuries is definitely, I guess, the athlete's worst nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I think people don't really talk about their journey to recovery. Um, and a lot of people don't know kind of what to do sometimes. Um, and people also feel like there's only one option, which is surgery. Um, and I decided to go the non-invasive route, which is just PT, a lot of PT and, you know, just making sure I'm taking care of my body um, after being told I needed surgery. <laughs> so that's that's the funny thing. Um, so I just always want to remind people, not just athletes, like get a second opinion when it comes to, like, what doctors say, you know, because you never know. You know, somebody might have a, a, another opinion that might be a better option for you, and that just happened to be my case. Now, you as a trainer as well, I mean, that's something that you probably uh, are aware of. You know, like you said, second opinion, really get dive into your body. Uh, you're more focused on that than a normal person that isn't probably a, a, in terms of athletics or, or gym savvy, as they say. So that's, that's kind of a key, yeah. like you said, you know, to, to get more than one opinion, of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I know you're, uh, you know, Big time influencer, so I don't think we have to hype you up here that much. <laughs> but uh, you are, um, so you, you know you, you're a nice platform. Um, you have a lot of things on your platform that people dive into uh, and really are intrigued by all the things that you do. And uh, do you sleep at all, Cynthia? That's literally the question <laughs> that you would get. Do you get any sleep time? <laughs> I mean, you know, I try to get sleep, but. Uh... <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's definitely difficult. Definitely when um you know my place starts getting you know full. Definitely around this time, that's when it's starting to get back hot. Um, but I have a good team. I have a great team actually. Um, and they definitely take a lot of stress and pressure off of me. Um, but sleep is definitely a sometimes non-existent in my life, to be honest. <laughs> well, I know you're big on uh you know uh, nutrition. You're big on your platform with the uh, uh you know vegan as well uh, so you know you're basically the temple right you're big on your temple which is your body and maintaining that op- okay. optimized um you know level of of excellence so um what do you think of like when you first got started did you think you were going to be this huge in terms of fanfare or in terms of like you know being an influencer and having this platform where people really dive into what you say and everything um you know i I started, like, my influencer journey when I was in college. So I I got, I, I guess it was, like, around 2011, maybe. Um, so I did get on when it when it was first kind of starting. So I personally knew that something was going to happen big one day with social media. I didn't know exactly what. But as far as, like, where I'm at now, um, I definitely didn't think I would have maybe been this popular because um, I was on social media just kind of showing my life, showing my journey. I was posting about my track and field journey in college and, 
you know, just just being me. And um, it turned into a lot more, I guess, when I started playing football and going viral and all that, you know, those different, you know, things that ha- has happened for me. But I don't think I would have guessed that, yeah, I would almost be the man followers, you know, at this point. So it's just a <laughs> – it's definitely taken off, um, and I didn't know it was going to be football. I mean, I was a track runner, so that's another thing. Like, I did not know that football would have been this big in my life. So you never know what God has planned. Yeah, and it worked out in a lot of ways. Um, you're in the you're in the same boat that a lot of other players uh, anticipating a WFLA debut, and it never happened. Players have obviously come to the states from internationally as well, and they're playing in both leagues, in the uh, women's leagues and the WNFC WFA. So. I, I mean, the transition for you from that aspect to like, okay, I, I got to go somewhere else now because I really want to play. Uh, was that pretty much how the transition happened for you? Um, as far as me uh, not participating in other leagues. Yeah, I mean, as far as the, the you know, obviously the WFLA not maturing like everybody anticipated, and all of a sudden, you know, everybody still wants to play. So now you're drawn to you know a different league, basically. Yeah, I mean, um. Regardless, you know, I wanted to play. You know, uh, it was unfortunate what happened, but, you know, that's that's life. So I decided to go with the WNFC just because they are definitely one of the most popular leagues there is and most professional. Um, and they have a team out here in Atlanta, so it just made it definitely a lot easier to choose. So, so yeah, you know, I, I wanted to play, and I, I made made it happen. <laughs> now, uh you know, the Phoenix, pretty per historic franchise. I don't know if you've dived into their history, but they're pretty historic uh, in terms of years, in terms of uh, giving opportunity to women to play football and stuff. So um, it's a great team that you got hooked up on there, even though you're right there in Atlanta. But they do have, you know, a historical history in terms of the of the sport. So that's uh, kind of a plus thing. Yeah. Santia, the, the WNFC is going to, you know, at this point, I mean, it's a five-year plan from when we hear from the, from the uh, leadership group five-year plan to get, you know, obviously bigger sponsors, to get more TV coverage, and maybe blow up to something a little bigger. Do you, do you anticipate that that's what's going to happen here? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's definitely a lot of amazing um, athletes and um, amazing coaches that's a part of this league. So I definitely think we definitely have the potential to really push women's football uh, to a, a, a much higher level than what it is right now. Um, and I hope to definitely help to be a part of that. But, yeah, I mean, um, if, if we're not going to do it, I don't know who else will. You know, I think we have some of the best athletes um, there is, period. So, yeah, I, I think it's definitely definitely in the future for sure. Now, uh, Santia, you're big on flag, uh, NFL flag, uh, the anticipation with high school flag coming on board, and then we got college flag, now kind of a scholarship program as well <laughs> with the NIA. Um, so you, 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 does that excite you? The fact that all these girls are now getting yeah. opportunities that you, your, you know, your age group probably didn't, but now we're starting that feeder system basically to get to that next stage where now we're spotlighting all these uh, amazing uh, ladies that are coming from, you know, youth tackle, uh, youth flag, and ultimately to high school flag and ultimately, ultimately to even college flag. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's freaking amazing. Like, to see how many little girls are, like, just super thrilled to be, to be able to finally play the game. And then, of course, like, seeing the high schoolers and now in college, like, I'm actually jealous because I wish I would have had the opportunity when I was in school. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's awesome to see that, you know, they're finally 
I feel like football is finally getting the respect and just the the exposure um, that I feel like it should have had a long time ago. And it is allowing women to do something outside of the norm, which is, you know, the track, the basketball, the volleyball. You know, some women just want to play football. And I think it's definitely creating another lane um, that I don't think we thought would ever be, <laughs> you know, be possible, you know, in this, I guess, lifetime, to be honest, because I I honestly thought flag football would have never gotten into, you know, high school and especially college. So to see how far it's coming in such a short period of time, and now I'm hearing that it's going to be an actual Olympic sport, which is freaking amazing. You know, it's it's uh it's about time. You know, it's definitely about time for sure. And now you're in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's a big hotbed for this uh, girls' flag. So is Florida. So you're mm-hmm. right there in that south area yeah. where it is completely booming. You know what I mean? It's actually getting so much uh, penetration for awareness that it's just it's just awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and last year I think they had the uh, the collegiate championship right there at the at the at the stadium Atlanta, Atlanta Falcon Stadium. So that was really awesome to to see uh, the culmination of a one the, the inaugural college season. So that was pretty awesome. Um, you started there. You also played rugby, right? From what I read from your bio, did you play rugby also? I did. I played uh, two years, and I actually might be playing again um, after my football season, so we'll see. Do you feel like rugby gets you ready for gridiron or, or American football in this sense? Because I know a lot of players say it does. Oh, sure. It kind of toughens you up, and it allows you to be a little yeah. bit more uh, gritty about it. Yeah, no, rugby is definitely um, <laughs> the biggest reason why I'm probably able to even play this game. Because, yeah, like, my first time ever playing contact um, on, like, a, you know, at, like, a competitive level was definitely when I when I started playing rugby. And it taught me how to properly tackle, how to properly mm-hmm. tackle. It just taught me how to take hits and all that stuff because I'm not going to lie, you know, I came from a non-contact world. So going into the rugby, getting my first hit, you know, that was a wake-up call to, like, what, you know, what contact sports is and, now I feel like, hey, like, I'm not afraid of, of really anything. If I can, you know, get hit without pads, I, I think, I'll be, think I'll be fine. <laughs> well, I, a lot of players tell me that, uh, the, you know, players that we talked to that had some rugby background, to them it's like, okay, we're, now we got to put armor to, to hurt somebody. <laughs> it's like they're exactly. more excited about like, that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it just makes it, um, to, to be honest, just a lot easier you know to be quite to be honest because it's like hey if I, again if i can do this without a helmet or pads then if you put me in pads and a helmet you know it's gonna be a whole different story so i'm now, excited uh, <laughs> Santia, i i'm not married yet right from what from what i know i could be wrong but not hooked up at all yet right because that's that's what i that, vibe that i get from instagram <laughs> right yeah de- definitely not married definitely not married <laughs> So you're still enjoying uh, your free time and enjoying your, your your journey that you got down here. Um, now you had all this all this stuff going on from what you know from what I'm gathering for the last what two years or so. You, you know WFLA experience, then you go to you know all these uh, NFL experience as well, and then you get into this situation. We got the rehab and everything else, and then in between that time, uh, you get Tronus. You start Tronus footwear. So tell us a little bit about that mm-hmm. that process and. How you got you came to you know launch the 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 shoe wear and the shoe brand? 
Yeah, so um, we actually launched during uh, the pandemic uh, back in 2020, uh, June 19th. And um, pretty much how it actually came into fruition was um, I was a brand ambassador for another shoe company, and I was, like, selling the hell out of their shoes. And so the designer came and was like, hey, um, have you ever thought about having, like, your own shoe, like a signature line under, under a brand? And I was like, uh, no, but I'm definitely down because I was, you know, I'm a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. Um, so I thought that would have been a cool idea. So he was like, okay, what do you want it to look like? And I said, you know, something between, like, a Jordan mixed with a Balenciaga because I wanted it to be, like, high quality but also, like, a high-performance shoe as well. And um, when I told him what I wanted, he sketched it up, literally got the sketch down in one try. Um, I posted it on social media. It pretty much went crazy. It went viral on LinkedIn. And then um, my mom, who's also my manager and the COO of Toronto, uh, she was like, hey, let's just do a company, you know. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's kind of tough because we got to go against, you know, the Nazis, the Adidas, the bigger companies and all that stuff. And she was like, nah, you got it. I be- you know, you can do it. My mom believes I can fly. So she was like, you know, speaking all this, you know, life into me pretty much. And uh, I ended up praying on it. Um, and what came to me was you can either, you know, you can, if you if you fail to launch this company, at least you can say, hey, you tried to create a shoe company, which is still pretty cool. But if you don't fail and it actually becomes successful, you're solidifying generational wealth. You're opening up doors for other little girls who might want to do the same thing. I mean, you leave, you're going to leave a legacy. And to me, that sounded better. So I decided to take that leap, and um, now we're here. <laughs> now, Santia, what's the process for that? Was that like um, that That was the introduction for you, right? The the opportunity was issued to you, and here I, we can create this line for you. But how has the mm-hmm. process been in terms of the business end for you, in terms of like maybe pressure, or is it joy, or is it? Has it been tough in terms of penetrating the shoe market in that sense, in terms of business sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> – I would tell everybody starting a shoe company on your own uh, without any investors is definitely extremely hard. But I will say it's worth it um, because it is family-owned, and this is something that we, we're doing as a family together. Um, but this is definitely not a, a walk in the park, and it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of energy. Um, you know, we we got lucky because my designer, he actually worked for some of the biggest shoe companies out, and he's the one that kind of helped walk us through the process of getting all the legal work done and making the connections to the manufacturers and different things like that. So we did get lucky with that. But, yeah, it's just, it's uh, <laughs> it's tough. It is very tough, but, you know, it's it's, it's worth it. Now, is this is this something long term beyond football that you're looking to just maintain as a, as something of an income or something of a stream? For sure, that's the plan. That's definitely the plan. You know, I definitely want to be able to leave this for you know my children and their children and so on and so forth. Now, any favorite any favorite shoe out of the line? I know people are like, oh, I like the red. I got like the gold, the black, and I mean, is there is there a yeah. favorite from from you? Oh, man, I like all of them, I think. But I think my favorite is probably the all-white, um, just because of they, they just look amazing on anybody. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you're wearing. They just stand out. But I also like the hot pink ones because pink is my favorite color. And I like the black ones, too. I like all of them. But, yeah, definitely the all-white. Now, you've gotten a lot of uh, support from uh, a lot of other influencers, uh, you know, support in terms of, you know, promoting it and promoting the shoes and, 
when they first came out, we started promoting them too on on our pages because they, I mean they looked pretty odd. They looked unique. Uh, they looked very different than any other shoe that you would see out there. And then um, I believe you were wearing them and sporting them out, and you were saying that they have what do they have an extra cushioning for like a, a for support and stuff like that. They're built in basically for you know like workouts and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so, like, our soles, it has kind of like a shock. It's, like, absorbent type of, you know, material. So it takes pressure off of, like, your ankles and your knees and things like that. So it literally feels like you're, like, walking on clouds. It's, it's pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> now, uh, do you normally wear those on the go all the time, or is it something that you use more exclusively for just a gym gym activity or I mean, what's what? How do you normally wear your shoes? Like, uh, just at casual wear as well? Honestly, I wear my shoes literally all. Definitely now that I'm injured, I probably wear my shoes like ninety-seven percent of the time now. <laughs> um, so I wear them casually. I wear them in the gym. You know, we have slides, and I'm a big slides, you know, person. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wear them literally all day, unless I'm like going out, out, and I have to put on like a dress or something. Then that's different, but. Honestly, my shoes are so comfortable. It's like, why? Why would I put on anything else at this point in my life? Now, uh, I know you were doing, uh, I think you were doing events, right, in Atlanta, where you were doing, like, market events where you're displaying your shoes out in the open for, uh, you know, for fans to mm-hmm. come in and dive in, uh, an opportunity yes. for them to try them on, right, and to kind of get a feel mm-hmm. of what, what they're all about and stuff like that. Can you tell us about how that's been received for you guys? Man, um, it's been pretty overwhelming, um, the amount of support that we, we got. Um, I guess it was, yeah, it was last weekend. Um, everybody that came and actually tried on the shoe, they all had, honestly, the same exact reaction was like, wow, like, first of all, it looks like it might be a heavier shoe just because of how, you know, how it looks. And definitely if you're a guy, you have a bigger foot, you would expect it to be pretty heavy. But everybody that picked it up, they're like, oh, my God, like, how is this possible? Like, how is this shoe this like? And then when they actually put the shoe on, they're just, like, overwhelmed with how comfortable it is and how much support they have. And, you know, it looks good. So it's just like you're getting everything you would want in a shoe. And, you know, it's it's different. It looks different. <laughs> so it was great. And uh, we're probably going to go and do some more stuff. We actually have some pop-up shops coming um, in Florida. Probably going to do one in – we are doing one in Austin for Texas Relays. And um, we have some other stuff on the on the calendar as well. But yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, people love them. Now, the price point is it something that you guys decided on that was either somewhat value, or how did the price point come about with with the shoe before you launched it there? We wanted it to be affordable, um, but we didn't want to mm-hmm. make it cheap. Um, so we wanted it to be like uh, just in a I would say in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. So you would have to spend a little bit of money, but not to where it's like, oh my gosh, why am I spending this much money on the shoes? Um, so we just wanted it to be, like I said, a good price point. So competitive, but you know, not not anything crazy. Now you got support system. Your mom's a big supporter for you. Uh, family, I think your brothers, right, are also involved with in that aspect of it. So uh, a total, mm-hmm. somewhat, you know. What you would consider sometimes with family, you got you know in in inner divide as they say a lot of times, right? But uh, it's kind of unique yeah. to see that everybody's bought in to that, like you said, the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
you know, family family for us is everything. Um, you know, we support each other in whatever ventures we do, and we all understand the bigger picture because it's not even about us. You know, it's about our future children. It's about their, you know, their kids, and you know, we all we understand the power of generational wealth and, you know, just having your own. Um, so it's it's been amazing. You know, my family is is amazing, and we again the support from them has been amazing. Um, so I'm lucky. I'll just say that I'm very lucky. Now, your platform, um, you use it for a lot of things. It was very creative. So if you uh, if you guys dive in, make sure you guys dive in to, uh, to our platform, Santia Deck, uh, right there on uh, IG. Is IG your biggest uh, your biggest reach platform, Santia, or is it is it close to it? I know people are on TikTok now as well and different different aspects of it, but is IG really your staple? No, you know what? Surprisingly, Facebook is, and I'm, I don't really? get on Facebook, but I have like 1.3 million followers on Facebook, and I didn't and even I think know that's, that until like Queen, Queen of Abs on Facebook, right? Is it Queen yeah, of Abs on Facebook? Yeah. Mhm. But my wow, Instagram, or my Facebook is is connected to my Instagram, so I guess it just sure. pulls everything from sure. Instagram. But I'm like, oh, like I just pulled it up one day, and I'm like, how do I have this many followers? But yeah, Facebook is definitely a Pretty big. <laughs> now your uh, partnerships, uh, your sponsorships, and things like that. And you've made obviously a, a lot of legwork with that stuff. So you know, from IG mm-hmm. to Facebook, a lot of people don't know how to kind of master that. But you've done a good job of doing that, and you also you also do a good job of. Uh, I think in my eyes is uh, you do a good job of communicating uh, something in a simple manner, with, whether it be a branding mm-hmm. or whether it be some sort of a, a, a pitch, right? So you're not overwhelming yeah. like some other influencers where they're on their on, on their video cam for like 20 minutes and literally the message gets worn un, unwound and then you're like okay I'm off. <laughs> that type of stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, any brand that I actually promote or support is literally something that I would have to like be in love with. So I don't just do anything just because of you know a dollar sign or whatever. So I have to actually believe in what I'm talking about. Um, so I try to do everything super authentic. Um, and I don't like anything to be too salesy because I don't, I personally don't even like to be too salesy. So why would I, you know, push that out to my followers? So yeah, it's all about for me being authentic and loving what I, what I'm, what I'm promoting and believing in what I'm promoting as well. Um, so that makes it easy. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's like if you go to your if you go to your platform, that's what you'll get. You'll get kind of like a, a real life person that you would probably just meet on the street and just having a conversation about a product of some sort. And uh, so I think it's great that you that that's how you come across. Uh, it's really interesting because you know you, you know you follow other people on on Instagram and everybody's trying to like one up themselves on on reels or videos. And I'm like, okay, this is just over the top sometimes, you know. You don't need that. Yeah. You need to be simple yeah. and, and direct. Yeah, keeping it simple is, is, is I feel like, the best <laughs> because it comes off more real, so I would say that. Now, are you still doing tra- training, personal training at this point? I mean, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but it's got to be overwhelming, I, I would think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're on the go all the time. Yeah, so what I would say about that um, – I so I actually have a fitness app, so I don't like personal training in person anymore. 
But I do have a fitness app um, that I, you know, I actually launched. I guess it's been about a year ago now. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just personally don't have the, the time anymore to really do in-person training. But I am thinking about maybe this summer doing a few, like, camps and, you know, maybe some, some classes uh, for a few people that's been asking for, for quite a while. Um, but, yeah, overall, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really train anymore. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have gone to that kind of like a a, a Peloton type mentality, right? Where you just kind of post a mm-hmm. session, and and people get to do that uh, on their own time, versus having to be live or yeah. doing these things. And I think like I think COVID pretty much put that in motion for a lot of people, where you have that opportunity where mm-hmm. you can do zooming and do all these other things as well. Um, so I, I think we've pretty much covered everything, unless I'm I didn't cover anything you want to disclose to our audience. No, I think you asked some really good questions, and I feel like you definitely um, answered everything. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate it. Now, we're looking forward to your uh, debut, and at this point you said it's obviously pending your rehab and how that goes between the process. So uh, might get one game in, you said, at this point, or a couple games in, depending on the progress with your uh, your injury? Yeah. Um, wait, hold on. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I don't know. My phone just did something really crazy. No, no worries. Um, could you say that one more time? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying uh, we're probably going to get to see you, what, in one or two games, depending on the progress of your uh, of your rehab? Yeah, um, that's what it's looking like. I, I'm hope we're, So we're currently aiming for my third game, which will be, I believe, in Florida. Um, but, of course, again, it's going to depend on just how I feel and what my doctor says. But um, if not, then, yeah, it'll probably be uh, closer to the championship game or before the championship game. All right. I know uh, I want to ask the question, but uh, do you have sponsors in place or do you need our audience to help you out? Or is, I know all the players have to acquire some sort of sponsorship or they have to acquire some sort of funding, right, to, for travel and things like that. So, um, you know, are you in good state with that or? Yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely in a pretty good place. Um, I mean, I'm always open to more. Um, but for now, I, I would say I'm-, I'm in a pretty good place. All right. Um, so main platform, do you, uh, do you want everybody uh, – I'm pretty sure everybody follows you now. Um, so, Santia Deck, I really appreciate you making the time today. We're kind of excited and kind of giddy for the, the season to kick off here and I think in about a couple weeks here for the uh, WNFC. Looking forward to how your Atlanta Phoenix is going to fare uh, towards the nine cup, so, you know, the road to Texas. So kind of excited yep. to see where you're going to be at in, in, in that type of mix with the team and how you're going to into the mold of the Atlanta Phoenix and their success. So uh, I'm kind of excited to see how you're going to branch out and get right into it and then how this team is going to, uh, you know, benefit from your uh, skill set. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited as well. And, and I know it's going to be a really, really good season for us. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely keep everybody posted on my progress and let you guys know when I'm uh, going to be out there playing. All right. I appreciate your time. Safe travels. I know you were traveling, I think, Puerto Rico from what last I saw you out there. So uh, safe travels out there. Really enjoy your uh, your time, and hopefully your rehab goes 100% and it's cured up, and then we'll get to see you on the field. Most definitely. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, appreciate it. Have a great night. Uh, Enjoy it, and we'll keep tabs. All right, you as well. 
Have a good night. Bye. All right, guys, that was uh, Santia Deck, uh, the Santia Deck of the uh, formerly WFLA, and then now obviously the WNFC Atlanta Phoenix. Uh, she's a busy lady, uh, always on the go. Um, you know, I had to get her on here and bring her on, especially after every of the news that came out that she was going to be, you know, debuting the WNFC, one of the big big time influencers, uh, and I think 1.8. Overall, if not more, like two two million probably with all the platforms. So, um, you know, grateful to her to give us time and to have her come on here and give us a little bit of her time to kind of uh, open up uh, what she's all about, what her journey's all about, and the opportunity for the Atlanta Phoenix and the WNFC uh, in this 2022 season and how she's going to be impactful for their season and, and success. So really, really awesome, and I really appreciate her coming on. Um, but uh, been looking forward to what's going to happen here. Uh, thanks to Chris Garza also for coming in here and giving us the lowdown of the anticipation and the excitement for the Nevada Storm football that's coming up. So we're going to dive in right now to um, the the hub, and we're going to dive into a lot of the things that are happening at the hub, including uh, there's an event that's coming up here, uh, Football Jamboree, uh, that's going to include the WNFC, Utah Falcons, the WTFL champion, Wazak Warriors, the WFA uh, Division Three uh, Rocky Mountain Thundercats. It's going to be in Utah. The lowdown right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. And uh, we'll get the lowdown right there. So let's go into the hub and all the news that happened this week. And obviously the news that happened was very exciting because it is uh, USA Trials. And all the trials are up there. Uh, everybody was in Florida. Uh, Lewis Cook, uh, a lot of the uh, divas. Uh, Texas Lee Spartans, just various uh, WFA, WNFC uh, superstars right there. So if you go to the hub, uh, you get the, basically all the pictures, the lowdown of what's happening in terms of the USA football trials. Uh, really exciting opportunity for a lot of players, um, opportunity for our own Holly Custis, who uh, went to the trials to try out. Our, also our former co-host, Luis Bean, as well, from the Utah Falcons. So there was a lot of uh, Falcons and just a lot of WNFC, WFA teams that uh, ventured into uh, Florida to, for an opportunity to be on that 45-man roster that will be um, chosen by uh, Coach Callie Branson in a couple weeks here as to who will represent Team USA uh, as we head over to the IFAB World Championships in Vonta, Finland in the middle of summer here, in late summer after July. Um, so really excited for that. Uh, there's also an interview a lot of influx and invasion, not just of Aussies, but also of Mexicans. Uh, and they are coming to the WFA and the WNFC, uh, specifically uh, ABC Football, our network partner there, uh, did a couple interviews this week with a, a bunch of the Mexican players, uh, exclusively uh, L.A. Legends uh, Dana Rangel, uh, Denver uh, Jacenia Quiroga, and uh, Phoenix's Prowlers Wendy Reels and Norma Rodarte. Uh, they were all interviewed on ABC Football right there, so you catch the interview right there at the Hub. Pretty exciting moments there. Uh, and then we had announced, I think, last week or the week before, that uh, Joe Kilby was uh, retiring from the Bur uh, Bur Birmingham Lions of the Women's American Football Team in UK. But right uh, as that announcement came out this week, we have uh, our new general manager, and that's going to be Max Hughes. Uh, Max Hughes, obviously, uh, since 2016, uh, brings a lot of energy 
Um, she's out the opportunity right there for her to step up to become the general manager of the Lions. Lions very successful team uh, is under Joe. Joe had built a championship-winning side. Uh, more importantly, a positive team culture of all of us instantly brought in to, so we joined. This will definitely be a tough act to follow. That was for Max, uh, Max Hughes. So really interesting to see how Max Hughes will keep on there with the, uh, with the Birmingham Lions. You can get pretty much the interview right there on a podcast, uh, BBC, obviously, podcast. The link's right there. You can go right there at bbc.co.uk forward slash sound. Uh, so you can get it right there and then uh, take, it, take a look at what uh, Max Hughes is going to be doing for UK women's tackle football as well. And uh, so check it out right there. And then Texas Valley, Texas Valley Sports Championship is set. It's going to be 7-0 and Coastal Bend Legion. We'll be taking on Brownsville 5-2. and Opportunity for Brownsville for an upset here. Opportunity for ben, uh, Coastal Bend Legion to hoist their first, uh, first championship as well. So this is going to be uh, at 4610 Casper Street in Corpus Christi uh, this Saturday the 19th. So we'll keep tabs on it. And I'm pretty sure we'll have a live stream, hopefully, from Texas Valley Sports. Looking forward to the live stream there as well. Uh, the other thing we had was the America's Women's Bowl. That was happening in Merida, uh, Yucatan, Mexico. Uh, the final was between Guerras, uh, Jaguares Guerras uh, against the AFE All-Stars. Uh, so you get the live stream right there of the championship, uh, and also you get live stream of the other games up to the championship. It's a three-day event, uh, NC Sports 12 as well, covering that. A, uh, the uh, America's Women's Bowl official Facebook page also was covering some of the live feeds as well. So all the links are right there at the hub, facebook.com, for size grind beauties. Like I said before, the best network on the planet exists at the hub, uh, passionate coverage of women's American football right there at the hub. Also get the free NFL free agency tracker, uh, keeping tabs on that as well, up to the rumors, signings, and trades. If you follow us on Twitter, we pretty much update there as well. So you can go to uh, our Twitter feed as well. But uh, uh, Sporting News uh, free agency tracker 2022 right there at the link is at the hub. Keep tabs on it as well. We also have a complete guide to 2022 free agency and that would uh, that was part of the ringer.com and uh, you get it right there at the hub as well but America's women's bowl all the action that happened down in Mexico this weekend right there coverage right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash grand beauties of everything that happened in terms of the AFE all-stars versus the Jaguaras Guerreras Juarez at that point as well okay what do we have here um FIBA Sports, um, uh, we also have live stream coverage of all the matchups that happened this weekend by FIBA Sports over in Liga Elite Monterrey, uh, that's arena-style football, 8-on-8. So uh, we had all the coverage right there at the, at the uh, hub of everything that happened um, between Authentica's Ravens as well as uh, Silver Wings against Wolfpack. Uh, you had uh, obviously the, the other games that are coming along as well, uh, the uh, – the first and second halves of both games, Troyanas against Black Snakes as well. That was um, the matchup originally there as well. And then it uh, was uh, Wolverines, Wolverines versus Rockers uh, also in week one. So week one action of Liga Elite Monterey football. Get the link right there. You can follow them as well on Facebook. Um, so it's going to be pretty awesome weekend. Week two coming up here this next weekend, anticipating 
some real close matchups also as well. So it's going to be awesome to kind of dive into. And uh, we, obviously the news, uh, Tom Brady returns returns to the NFL. That was a kind of shocking news also. Um, LNFA from Menina, uh, live stream week five, and that's Barcelona Buffaloes versus Osos Rivas. Uh, we talked about that victory. The Osos 40-34, to 34, pretty cool game. You can rewatch it there uh, at the hub at facebook.com forward slash square nine beauties um, on the live stream as well. All right, um, what do we have here? There it is. Okay, perfect. Um, the the next anticipation will be in the next couple weeks here. We have WFA and WNFC kickoff in the States. We're going to venture over to Finland, Sweden. We're going to be heading over to uh, Europe as well in Germany. Uh, double-checking, we're going to be over in, I believe, La Fai. Uh, FX Mexico starts off this next weekend. So uh, Mark Simone did not make it today, couldn't make it this week. But going forward, we're going to be diving in internationally to everything that's happening in the women's game fully every week, giving you the lowdown. So if you go to the hub before you come here, probably the best thing to do so that we get everything that's going on in the game. Make sure you guys are liking and sharing our page, also following our page. I think we're almost close to 10,000 follows, so check it out and share it right there as well. Uh, And everybody that's uh, subscribed to our podcast, really appreciate it. Uh, throwing us over on Apple now, really awesome reach on Apple. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, all the, the co-hosts here appreciate it uh, for supporting us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, also, you can go to Spotify or iHeart or any other platform at this point. Anything would help. But uh, thank you for bu- bumping us up on Apple as well um, and uh, really having a good reception there. So share with your friends on our podcast. you got the link right there on all three platforms on iHeart, Spotify, and Apple as well. All right. What else did I have news here? Breaking it down for us. Um, oh, LFA Femenino, let's give some shout-outs to some of the talented players because the season already ended. So shout-out to Olga Saltillo for all season in LFA Femenina. Uh, right next to her, Alex Krakowski, if I'm correct, uh, pronouncing it right, uh, from the Rivas Osas. Uh, second place there, Elena Leiva from the Barbera Rookies. Paula Sanz from the Valencia Firebacks, uh, Elvira Nunez from the Black Demons, Sarah Martinez de Moriega from Barcelona, and then Lisbeth Baez from Granada uh, Valkyrie. So shout out to all those girls out there. Awesome season in LNFA Femenina. Looking forward to the playoffs right now. Looking forward to see how that's going to turn out. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, which teams are going to stand out. But uh, looking forward to uh, Osos Rivas, what an impressive season. you got Barbera rookies, always a staple there. Black Demons, going to be tough to beat. And Valencia. So uh, very, very uh, anticipated, good anticipation for the LNF Femenina 2022 playoffs over in Spain. So uh, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage, previews, plus recaps from FEFA Spain as well, and all the individual team links, if any of those as well. So pretty, pretty good. All right. Let's uh, dive into the hub one more time. Um, also, Sam Gordon uh, with UA Next Football. Tammy Moore, UA Next Football as well. Um, giving opportunities to the girls on the women's tackle side. Um, so uh, Under Armour supporting uh, the girls' tackle football league in Utah. Really awesome. And then Sam Gordon's still involved, even though she's not playing anymore. 
She's out in, I believe, Columbia, New York. She's playing soccer now, but she's also still uh, helping out to keep the awareness going. So uh, Sam Gordon and UA Next Football, so you get the article right there at the Hub as well from uh, UA, uh, UA Sports up there on Fox News, I believe, foxnews.com as well. All right, um, let's see here. Getting down the list, there's a lot of stuff happening. All, oh, uh, NFL Women's Forum, sixth annual NFL Women's Forum as well. That's happening this week, virtual virtual uh, forum at, at this point. Uh, it's happening this Twitter as well as on Facebook in terms of the outcomes, but a lot of opportunities uh, for a lot of the uh, g- uh, women and girls that want to participate in football in terms of the NFL scope. And so uh, interesting to see which of those uh, ladies are going to come out and be impactful in, on NFL teams and also impactful in terms of social media and uh, reach and coaching and opportunities for front-end administration, all the opportunities that are given to them as well. All right, um, Germany's trials, uh, let me look it up right here. So we have uh, IFAB World Championships coming up here, and a lot of teams are getting ready and geared up. Uh, Sweden was getting geared up already for camps. You also had um, the, the, the uh, German team in Berlin, I believe, and but I have to look it up right now. I believe it's in Berlin. If I'm correct, yeah, Berlin. So it's going to be Berlin as well. Um, there it is. Okay, perfect. So we're looking at um, trial camps this weekend. The 12th and 13th happen in Hamburg and Berlin. And then uh, on this next weekend here, double weekend, it's going to happen in uh, Wetero. So it'll be in Wetero on March 19th and the 20th. So German team announces uh, coaching staff will be led by multi-time champion Berlin Cobra's coach, head coach Tom Balko. He will be leading the German team for the IFAB Women's World Championship. So uh, as Germany prepares to do make its return to the IFAB tournament, uh, and so uh, pretty exciting times there in Germany. That, uh, they have not played in the IFAB tournament, I think, in two uh, – well, they missed out in 2017 and uh, the year before that too. So uh, they're pretty much giddy to come in and try to make an impact quickly. So the German team announcement uh, this March 19th and 20th, it will be Wetteru in Wetteru uh, for the trials for the German uh, team that will be rostered for the I-5 World Championships. We talked about Coach uh, Giovanni Carrillo's Larios on the Mexican team, so finalizing their roster. Hopefully it will be finalized by the end of April, uh, and then hopefully we'll get uh, the I-5 rosters completed, who's going to be on the rosters by May, so that way it gives us an idea of, what strength of schedule and who's going to be the better team and the opportunities there for certain teams to gel in terms of the tournament itself. Seen times for us this year, we got the whole scope of summer in terms of the games in, in leagues worldwide, and then we get the big tournament. Don't know if the transatlantic tournament's going to happen uh, in September. It was slated to happen September 2022. We'll kind of reach out to uh, uh, Women's Ground Foundation to figure out if they're still going to make that happen or not. But uh, that's the other big tournament that happens, including the regular events and, and, and tournaments. So you'll get everything that's happening in the sport from our best network, like I said, uh, right there at the Hub. So thanks for uh, going there, liking, sharing, and following us as well. All right, let's see here we got. All right. Don't forget to go to the, uh, the Hub uh, and get the link right there to our shop, the Nojo Football Shop at Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Um, you can get everything that's happening there, 25% off, uh, up to 25% off weekly. 
Uh, if you don't have a 25% off code, you can use our 15% off code, uh, which is Zazzle Thanks. Zazzle Thanks. Uh, we ship everywhere worldwide. So thank you to Zazzle for giving us that opportunity. Uh, if you go to the website right there, the U.S. website, go down below. You'll see your country code right there. Click on your country code. They'll take you to your website on your in your country, and obviously we'll give you a better shipping rate, and also we'll get your stuff even faster. So check out our cool stuff that we have there. Uh, not a boys game shirt. Yes, I am a girl. I play football. It's one of our favorites. Plus the two uh, No Joe football scripts, the original script, plus the modern script as well, plus all the other ones that we have, including some awesome leggings, uh, awesome gifts, and uh, tanks, tops, and also all the other cool stuff that we have there. So check it out at uh, the Zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties at the No Joke Football Shop. All right. I'm going to dive into this trade stuff because that's where it's at now uh, in terms of the NFL. And uh, Khalil Mack going to, uh, I believe, San Diego, very impactful in terms of how that's going to turn out uh, in, ter- in terms of Khalil Mack and the setup for him. Um, in terms of like you know who's going to get who's going to get where um, the other news that happened uh, just recently the Steelers obviously with Ben Roethlisberger um, retiring kind of put a little wrench in their plans uh, we thought it was Rudolph that's going to go off uh, or going to be the, play, the the playing guy but no it's going to be Trubisky uh, Mitchell Trubisky two year deal as he leaves the Buffalo Bills. He will be heading to Pittsburgh. Um, somewhat of a Ben Roethlisberger setup, the way the scheme is done in, in terms of offense, in terms of Pittsburgh, I think it's a good fit. I think he'll do well there. Um, it's, uh, the skill set's really good. Just needed to support a cast. Um, didn't have that in Chicago, obviously with the line not being as, as productive. Um, so there's an opportunity for uh, Trubisky to be successful in Pittsburgh. Um, that's one of the, you know, the pluses for him. Um, we all want him to be successful in Pittsburgh. That would be a good thing, and it would uh, allow us um, to kind of like, you know, see what the Steelers are going to do with the new new uh, quarterback at the helm. But it, it was, it's, it's interesting to see how, you know, he's going to move on. Uh, Kirk Cousins um, made has made like a boat of money, <laughs> a boat of money, uh, two hundred over two hundred million dollars just in terms of salary, and hasn't really done much in terms of his career, but, you know, hats off to him for just getting his stuff done and, and getting paid, literally what it is. I mean, it's not like he's taking anybody to the, to the Super Bowl or the putting anybody really in a playoff mode, deep playoff mode, but, you know, that's the same concept as I, when I started earlier when I said Christian Kirk, uh, you know, getting paid all this big money, you know, for what? Like, he hasn't proven anything. It's not like he's, you know, he's not like Cooper Cup. He's not like, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill or Amari Cooper as an example, but no, here we go. NFL, we're going to just pay this, this enormous amount of money to an unproven worthy. So I don't even know where you gauge that anymore. It's like, do you really have to be productive activity for you to get paid? Or do you just have to be hyped up to think that you're a great, you know, receiver and then you get the money. Just, it's crazy how these uh, agents and how these owners actually given this amount of money, all this money for certain players and, and the potential there. But uh, I don't know. That's just the way it goes, I guess, uh, in in that sense. Uh, somebody's going to get paid, and they get paid. I mean, if I was getting paid that and offered that, and I guess I'll take it too. It's pretty easy to do. <laughs> All right, um, so let's 
let's run down uh let's run down the free agency um so sign players uh okay, let's see here von miller i believe will stay with the rams chandler jones is staying with the cardinals uh teron armstead with with the saints uh jc jackson cornerback from the patriots just signed a five-year, $82.5 million contract with the Chargers. So that puts the Chargers. Khalil Mack now. Uh, you get J.C. Uh, Jackson from Patriots right there. Uh, Ryan Jensen, center for the Buccaneers. Three-year deal, $39 million extension with the Buccaneers. So that's key for Tom Brady. Uh, Bobby Wagner, the Bobby Wagner, leaving, you know, with, leaving Seattle. So we'll see where he lands. Um, so your uh, Gregory, uh, Randy Gregory, signing five years, $70 million with the Broncos on the edge. Or, I mean, the Broncos, the Cowboys, uh, from the Cowboys to the Broncos. Carlton Davis, signing $45 million extension with the Buccaneers. Uh, what else do we have here? Brandon Scherf uh, from the Commanders, signing a three-year deal with the Jaguars. Uh, Beckham staying with the Rams. Um, I believe Tyron Matthews staying with the Chiefs. Or anything different. Um, let's see here. Who do we else? Oh, Ingram, the third with the Chiefs. Melvin uh, Ingram, yeah. Uh, uh, Lakin Thompson from the Niners signing a three-year 40 with the Jets. So he's gone. Uh, let's see here. Gallup uh, signing a five-year deal, 62.5 with the Cowboys. The reason that uh, Amari Cooper is now with the uh, Browns at this point. We have no idea what's going to happen with um, – all these other players, some of the top, top players here, they're just still up in the air. Uh, Hassan Reddick from, from the Panthers signing a three-year deal with the Eagles. Uh, so a lot of shifting in terms of players coming on here. Um, so you got Connor Williams, guard from the Cowboys, will be going to the Dolphins for $14 million as well. Dan, uh, James Daniel from the Bears will be going to the Steelers. That's pretty good, good news for Trubisky right there, kind of an enhanced $26.5 million with the Steelers. Uh, Schuster, I believe, stays there as well. Uh, Winston should stay there. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh, DJ, uh, DJ Reed leaves Seattle. Cornerback signing a three-year 33 with the Jets. Bridgewater signing a one-year deal with the Dolphins, of course, because you got um, Russell Wilson now in Denver. Kristen Kirk signing a four-year $72 million contract with the Jaguars. Probably not worth that. I'm a little biased, I guess, because I think Cooper Cup's probably the best, and you got Tyreek Hill and these other players, but I don't know about that. So, uh, you know, wish you well, Jaguars, playing all that money. Hopefully he's, uh, you know, just big, big time, big time baller for you and getting some, getting some uh, wins for you guys. I doubt, highly doubt that's going to happen. Uh, and then DJ Shark, why is it enough for him to leave? He's obviously going to a worse state than he was. <laughs> if you go from the Jaguars to the Lions, I don't know, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Probably not a good move option. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that happens. But, uh, I mean, whatever your, whoever your agent is, if somebody's <laughs> – whoever your agent is, if somebody's not directing you other uh, away from the Lions and everywhere else, I mean, unless that's all you can get. It's, it's just really crazy, you know. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, – uh, DJ Shark, okay. Uh, you go to the Lions. Probably not a great thing. Not a great thing up there. All right, um, let's see here. Um, we uh, we lose Austin Colbert 
our guard. So that's going to be that's going to hurt us a little bit. Uh, three-year deal. He goes to the Panthers. Yeah, three-year deal goes to the Panthers. Uh, so here's Zach Ertz, tight end, uh, Cardinals. So 31.6. He stays with the Cardinals. Uh, Mariota. Uh, you know, the rumor has it Mariota might go to Seattle. We have no idea whether he's going to go to Seattle. Still up in the air. Whether he's heading there or not. Um, then you, the Falcons lose Alakun. Uh, three-year deal of $45 million with the Jaguars. Just all this money that Jacksonville is throwing out there for a receiver, for a linebacker, they're throwing money. <laughs> and I mean money, like not one year, two years. They're throwing money out there. Uh, I, I hope it works out for you guys because it hasn't yet. And throwing out money sometimes isn't the, isn't the whole thing. Maybe you're going to go to the draft again, start a new uh, coaching staff, also a problem there. Uh, so, you know, hats off to them to figure, wanting to throw money out there, but is it going to really make a difference? I don't know about making a difference there. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see, of course. Um, Alex Kappa, a guard from the Buccaneers, will be leaving, uh, signing a four-year deal with the Bengals, so that gives um, that gives them a leg up there in terms of, you know, the Bengals on offense. Uh, Brian Allen, center from the Rams, uh, gets reset, re-signed. Right there with an extension, $24 million. Um, let see here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Fadu Kasi, the uh, DT from the Jets, going from the Jets to the Jaguars. I, how do you – oh, my God. Like, I, I don't even start a rant here, but I got to start a rant because you go from the Jaguars to the Lions or you go from uh, the Jets to the Jaguars. Uh, are you kidding me? Really? Oh, my God. Uh, okay, so we are expecting the Jaguars to be way better way better in this upcoming, uh, upcoming season. So that, there's the expectation. They need to be way better. So uh, I don't know. And you got Jordan Whitehead, for example, safety from the Buccaneers. Uh, he goes from champions to the Jets. Welcome to – oh, my God. Yeah. So a lot of – you know, if you're a football player, I guess you, I guess you just want the money because I, I think, you know, you don't care where you're going to land as long as you get paid. It's literally the bottom line. Uh Evan Ingram, tight end for the Giants, will be going to the Jaguars. See? See what I'm saying? There's a Jaguar theme here of opportunity where these this, this team is paying big money to a lot of players, big money to a lot of players. So uh, DJ Jones, D-tackle, the Niners, will be going to the Broncos. Okay? And then you got Chase Edmonds, who is going to have, head over to the Dolphins. So there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of players shifting uh, places and stuff like that. McCourty uh, gets the extension. Uh, let's see here. Joseph Day will be going to the Chargers across town here. Uh, not 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 so big of a loss, but it's still somewhat of a loss. Uh, Malik Collins signing a, 72, a two-year, $17 million extension with the, with the Texans. Uh, let's see here. Fuller, you got three-year deal with the Chiefs, which is Justin Reed. He's heading out of. Houston, which is good for him, and is going to Kansas City. Uh, you got Uzuma. Uzuma's tight end for the Bengals. He's got a three-year deal, $24 million, but he goes to the Jets. What a mess. How would you want to go to the from the Bengals to the Jets? How would you want to go from the Lions to the Jaguars? The Jaguars to the Lions. Just atrocious. I mean, uh, I, like I said, I don't know where these free agents or these agents are uh, advising these players, but if they want to get paid, I guess they're getting paid. That's where they're getting paid, and that's where they got to go. So that's great at this point. 
Um, so you got uh, Russell Gage from the Falcons at this point. Um, he's heading over to the Buccaneers, which is a good move for him. Cedric Wilson signed a three-year deal uh, with the Dolphins. That's a good move for him as well. And, and uh, given what they're building in Miami, given what they're building in Miami, that's a good sign for him. Xavier Woods, uh, the Vikings, will be heading over to the Panthers. So it'll be, uh, you know, $15 million, uh, for him. You get Charles, Charles Harris, uh, edge for the Lions, sent a two-year deal, $14 million with the Lions, so he stays there. Um, Mo Ali Cox from the Colts gets an extension, $18 million, uh, for the Colts there. Um, we're going to keep, keep an eye out on uh, Landry, see if he makes any moves, obviously, for the Browns, from the Browns situation. Uh, Landry as well uh, looks seeking a trade. Cooper's, uh, you know, obviously now in there. We'll see how they, you know, they pan out at this point. Uh, but a lot, of, a lot of shifting from some of these players in terms of the free agency scope. And it's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, you know, how they impact the teams, especially the Jaguars. I mean, I'm interested to see how this Jaguars, you know, how they're going to do in terms of, uh, in terms of like how they're going to uh, help out the Jaguars make, make, make themselves relevant again, which I doubt that's going to happen. But, hey, if they got money to blow around, I guess uh, why not? I mean, no complaints there. I mean, if, I, if they had to offer me that too, I'd probably take it as well. So, um, let's go into let's kind of like the team grades at this point. Um, so if you want to give the trades here, let's start NFC West because that's where I want to go. NFC West, um, the Cardinals have acquired Colt McCoy, uh, James Conner, Zach Ertz for extensions. Um, so that's keys. So the Cardinals retain, um, you know, Conner and Hertz are vital to their offense, and so that's good. Then uh, the Falcons didn't really make any moves yet so far. Um, basically, I believe it was just uh, Yahoo Koo. Five years, $24 million. Uh, Ravens at this point have not much, have only added, I believe, the Saints, Marcus Williams. Uh, Buffalo, let's see, Buffalo brings in uh, J.D. McKissick. So two years, $7 million. That's pretty good. Uh, he's a really pretty good back there. Titans OG Roger Saffold, uh, Commanders Tim Settle, and then Siren Neal as well. So uh, basically swapped out Daryl Williams for Saffold, uh, which isn't much of an upgrade. Um, Seattle is a, is a solid pickup for the D-line. However, McKissick, uh, well replaceable, should make the high volume um, for Josh Allen out of the backfield. So that should help the, uh, the Bills in that regard. Uh, Panthers, uh, they take in uh, Foreman. From the Titans, Austin Colbert from the Rams, Xavier Woods from Cowboys, uh, Marcus Hayes extension there, St. Gonzalez, so no big moves there. The Bears add uh, Larry Ogunobi, three years, defensive tackle, plus Patrick Scales. Uh, the uh, Bengals add Alex Kappa, four years for $40 million. Patriots, Ted Carlos, DJ Wong, so... Uh, Joe Burrow, more more help up front for Joe Burrow, so that makes sense for them, and they're paying up. Obviously, not waiting for the draft, so that's good. Uh, the Browns uh, wide receiver Amari Cooper, uh, David Najuk, uh, Jaguars Tavon Brown or Brian, and then Patriots uh, Chase Wanovic. 
So losing Landry hurts, but getting Cooper gives them a bona fide number one. So that's a really good sign for the Browns right there. Uh, Dallas, uh, Michael Gallup, five years. Uh, Darren Schultz, franchise tag. So Gallup's worth keeping, no doubt, but they're going to miss Amari Cooper. Point Cedric Wilson now is gone as well to Miami. So, um, you know, we're retaining Schultz. That's a good idea. That's a solid take there. Uh, Broncos acquire Russell Wilson. Packers offensive guard Ben Braden. Uh, Niners defensive tackle DJ Jones. Um, so it would be really hard for them to lose an A this offseason because, well, Russell Wilson, they promised to be aggressive at quarterback and they delivered. Jones is the next best addition given an already solid defense right there. Uh, if you're the Lions, you get you pick up quarterback Tim Boyle one year. You get Jaguars DJ Shark one year. Uh, wide receiver Josh Reynolds retains. Uh, defensive end Charles Harris retains. So no big moves per se except for uh, Shark and Reynolds uh, there, giving Goff, uh, you know, basically some some big play talent to work with. So, all right, let's see here. Uh, the other move that we had was obviously Green Bay retaining Rodgers. Uh, was the biggest move of the offseason, even if the quarterback wasn't technically a free agent. Adams, meanwhile, is seemingly threatening a holdout, barring a long-term deal, so his return is still to be decided. Campbell's a rock-solid playmaker for their defense, but $50 million for a soon-to-be 29-year-old linebacker is a little bit of a risk. So they pick up LaVondre Campbell. Uh, Devontae Adams was franchise tagged. Uh, in Texas, in Houston, uh, Chris Conley, when your extension to your uh, Cedric Awawi picks up the pick of Jaguars, AJ Khan. So another year, another free agency filled with cheap deals for mid-low tier veterans. So this team is, man, sorely lacking. I mean, I don't think they're going to be any better, to be honest with you. All right, uh, Indianapolis, uh, tight end Molly, uh, Mo, Mo, uh, Mo Alley Cox. Stays there. Uh, Matt Pryor stays there. At Tywin Lewis stays there, and they pick up uh, Raiders. Brandon Facion. So the clock is ticking on a quarterback addition, unless they've got a draft day surprise, which is the only other option these Colts have. So, yeah, Carson Wentz leaving. Uh, not a big deal, but at the same time, big deal because you got to fill a void there, and the, a quarterback is always a big void to fill. So interesting to see how they're going to tackle that. Uh, so the toughest team. The toughest team to really work with right now is the the Jaguars, C-minus. But at the same time, like I just mentioned earlier, uh, they pick up Christian Kirk, four years, $72 million. Uh, they pick up Raiders, Zay Jones, three years, $24 million. They pick up tight end Evan Ingram, one year, $9 million. Uh, Cam Robinson, franchise tagged him. Uh, they pick up uh, Commander's Brandon Shelf for 49.5, three years. Uh, offensive guard Tyler Shatley, two years, 6.8. Jets uh, defensive tackle Fali Fadu Kasi, uh, Falcons Foy Alamun. So the toughest team to grade. The Jags have certainly improved their supporting cast for Trevor Lawrence, uh, but it's awfully hard not to think that they could allocate resources better. Kirk Jones and Ingram, for example, all nice upgrades, but did they have to pay that much? That was my attitude too. So like, I saw all that money, I was like, what? What are they doing? These these, these players are mediocre players. They're not that great. Uh, given Kirk, I mean, Kirk's fine, but he's not like at a level of Tyreek Hill or a level of Cooper Cobb. It's just not even, it's just ridiculous. Anyways, but that's what they're doing. Um, so up front, you know, they'll see what they can do with it, but we'll see. 
Uh, the Chiefs didn't do much of anything except for picking up Justin Reed. So singles. The, uh, so might, we might see the end of we might see the end of Tyrone Matthew. Uh, but it's a long, you know, it's a smart move. It's a good gamble. Uh, the Raiders have not done anything. So uh, if you're a Raider fan, nothing's happening. We're staying at bay. Uh, the Chargers did pick up a lot of. So you got a great Chargers beginning of the of free agency. It was Khalil Mack coming into the mix. Uh, they pick up Chase Daniels. I mean, a quarterback Chase Daniels. Uh, I mean, uh, they retain Chase Daniels. A wide receiver Mike Williams gets retained there. They pick up Ra- uh, Ra- uh, Rams Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, Giants uh, DT, DT Austin Johnson, uh, Bears Khalil Mack, of course, uh, Patriots JC Jackson. So it's very possible that they overpaid for Jackson, but at the same time, they're obviously right to go into the opening window with Herbert at quarterback. Uh, their defense already looked much better on paper, and keeping um, Mike Williams is huge for Justin Herbert. So that's a that's a good move by them. Uh, the Rams, not much of a loss here. Joe Noteboot, three years, uh, $40 million. Uh, Brian Allen, three years, $24 million. So with Woodworth retiring today, they wisely locked up his uh, successor, basically a price tag of starting right tackle. Uh, so it will secure, obviously, that Matthew Stafford stays upright, most important there. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, B-plus, so they pick up uh, Teddy Bridgewater, one year, 65, which should improve them in terms of backup. Cardinals running back, Chase Edmonds. Uh, Cowboys wide receiver, Seth Wilson. Um, tight end, Mike Giuseppe is the franchise tag. Cowboys, Connor Williams. They pick up a little... Uh, or they retain Lando Roberts, uh, Duke Riley, and Ken Crossan. So uh, Mike McDaniel, I think, will be efficient with these uh, with these additions, especially when you get Wilson, you get Edmonds, and you get an opportunity of a safe card with Bridgewater, who's played pretty decent. I mean, not the, not a, a starter starter, but a pretty decent guy. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's bring in Nate Ward here, and let's finish up here the last uh, 15 minutes. Hey, Nate, what's going on? How are we doing, Oscar? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Well, we are talking NFL free agency and grading some of these teams. And uh, can you believe that? Uh, Christian Kirk, $72 million the Jaguars paid for this guy. I, I do not believe this guy's worth that play. He hasn't shown anything. Better than Cooper Cup? Better than Tyreek Hill? I just don't think so. Uh, I highly doubt it. You know, it's it is one of those things, you know, I, I know a lot of crazy stuff happens in, in off season and, and deadline and everything, but this kind of is almost at the 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 peak of the mountain there. I I'd really like to, to know fully what they were thinking. Well, I mean, Nate, if if the paycheck was right in front of you, I don't think you'll say no. <laughs> Seventy two million. Oh, no, I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying on on his end, you wouldn't say no. On, yeah. on management side, though, I'd love to know what they were thinking, their mindset was, what they were looking at versus what we see. Because we definitely don't see, you know, the next Cooper Cup or anything like that. I mean, what 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 is he worth? Because he's definitely not worth what they're going to pay him. <laughs> I mean, this is sad, right, Nate? I mean, you've you got to be sad. For him, you got, uh, his, if his, his agent and himself and his family are happy, it's going to be sad for him because he's going to the Jaguars. It's just like one step up from the Jets. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be in the playoffs, bro. <laughs> you're going to make a paycheck. Not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, so, I mean, when you rank them, uh, the Twitter Twitter just went crazy, Nate. 
Twitter was like, are you kidding me? This guy is getting paid as the highest player behind Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, and Stefan Diggs. <laughs> it's absurd. I was like, okay. But he got paid, so I guess hats off to him. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But, I mean, yeah, I guess, let's see, Jacksonville. I mean, I, I, I guess if football doesn't work and they still want to pay him, they could always put him on, you know, the All Elite Wrestling roster. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> bad <laughs> all right um look tom brady returning nate uh you knew you knew he was not retiring a lot of us already had that feeling like he was forced to retire and now he's coming back uh, unretired so the the rumor has it he didn't want to spend more time at home with his kids and being a father so he decided to just come back and be a, a, a football player for another year or is the rumor that he lost in the playoffs, and every time he loses in the playoffs, he ends up winning a Super Bowl. So maybe he wants to go out on top. Which one is the the, the, the real rumor here? I, w- I would say, I mean, definitely since we know the pattern there, I would definitely say the the rumor that he, he lost in the playoffs and the next time around he goes to the Super Bowl. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame if he has that itch, and I, I'd want to go out on top if I were him. I mean, He's done everything else. We all know that. But at the same time, you know, would you really want to go out on a loss, Oscar? No, no. I'm I'm just talking about maybe it's a legacy thing, right, For with him? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, no, I, I, feel, I, yeah. I don't want to go out like this. <laughs> I, I like that mindset more than, well, you know, I was sitting at home, didn't like fatherhood, so I'm going back to the gridiron. <laughs> you know, I definitely, I definitely see that he wants. If you're a Tampa Bay fan, you were like, "Wow, he came back, awesome!" Because they had no idea what was going to happen this offseason. They have no idea who you're picking up. Who's going to take over the mantle? So all of a sudden, he comes back. Right. So right. Yeah. You think, you think Gronk's coming back? We all know. We'll have to see. We'll see if uh, if the if the bromance is stronger than the paycheck. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but you know what? If, if you're if you're a Tampa Bucks fan, you're just like yeah. If if you're a Seattle fan right now, you're screwed. Wilson to Denver. Oh yeah. What are you gonna oh, do? Man. What are you gonna do? I mean, you've been talking about that for like two years on here about how this whole thing's gonna shift at some point, and here it is. It, it ended up shifting. Oh, and nuclear shift. I mean, let, let's not forget. I mean, not not just Wilson, but but Wagner as well. I mean. You know, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's it's normally we say it's going to be a roller coaster. This is just going to be the first drop. I mean, I I don't see any good pickups this year. Maybe maybe next year, but I just I don't I can't think of anybody they could get that other than you know filling filling a wound gap or doing that a little bit. I just don't see. Who could stop the bleeding this year? It's just going to be a, so, a, a rough ride. You're not on the you're not on the lock train. <laughs> maybe maybe he pans out. Maybe he doesn't. Right? He did get no offense. That was one of his main targets. Uh, that so, is fair. And then they put. You know what I mean? So we'll if Seattle making that move, uh, I think it wasn't so bad. I mean, the fact that he said, "Hey, uh, his number one receiver comes with him," I think that was uh, that's pretty decent. Maybe it pans out. Never know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I think I think one thing I'd like to see is get some 
was to put in some reps during the, the, the preseason games and see how he does there. I, I think if you put him in something a little bit lighter than the full heat and see how he gets in those reps, then you, you might have something. I, I definitely don't want to see him, you know, not doing anything except for working out and doing the practices and all of a sudden, oh, here we are week one and he's starting. I, I just, I don't see that as a good idea. <laughs> No, I'd rather I, I don't get him either. first in a game scenario and then go into it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that that would be the best approach, of course. Um, so Tampa Bay gets uh, Russell Gage from the Falcons. Pretty good pickup. Third, uh, you know, if you want a third receiver there with Evans and and everybody else, but uh, you know, that's pretty decent pickup for Tom Brady. He, he was pretty durable in terms of a third option. Uh, they franchise tag Chris Godwin. We'll, we'll see how that turns out. Maybe that's why they got Gage, just in case Godwin goes bad. That's maybe an option there. Maybe, yeah. I, you know, like you said, he, he's versatile in finding all his receivers, so it's not bad to add somebody else that's got some pretty decent hands. So, you know, it's it's. I think Tampa Bay is going to be a, a, a tough offense to, to figure out this year. Not that they haven't already been, but you're just adding more fuel to the fire. All right, so you can't be any worse than the Jets or the Jaguars, but if you're a Commanders fan, man, you pick up Carson Wentz, you should be totally stoked. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should, you should be beyond excited. <laughs> <laughs> You went through the name change and you picked up Wentz. Boy, you're steaming along. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a joke in, on Twitter about how they booted out him out of Colts and the Colts would rather go to the draft than keep him another year. That's, that's pretty bad. That's that's utterly bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go to the draft. I'll see you later, Wentz. Yep. Uh, but this, this, Have a good one. Don't let the door hit so I don't know. This commander team's so desperate, Nate. I, I don't. I, it's going to blow up in their face. I don't know. This is just. It's never worked out for them. It hasn't worked out since like Doug Williams or something. I think it's been at least that long. I, I will agree with you on that. I don't know. Oh, they're they're one of those teams that you just look and you, you're like, you were the last remaining one at the orphanage, weren't you? <laughs> my my point uh, is uh, what somebody tweeted on Twitter, right? Why didn't you just call Kaepernick? It would have been better. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're, I thought the, I thought the was, best thing I saw, you know, speaking of him, I thought the best thing I saw was um, he was doing the he was doing the, the video and everything and playing catch and block or whatever. I think the best comment I saw was, yeah, great, he looks decent. Let's see him in front of a defensive line. <laughs> Well, let's test him in, in Washington. That would be the test. <laughs> Put him back in Washington. That would not be a good fit for him. I, I think he's too yeah, smart I for know. that. I mean, if you're Kaepernick, you're like, uh, no, Jets, no, Jaguars, no, uh, Commanders, no. Okay, I'll just wait on the sidelines. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, he's smart that way. I mean, if he were let, – let's be honest here, and we've talked about this before. If he truly were desperate to play and really wanted to play, he would pick anybody. He would be on the Jets. Just to get on the field. He would be on the Jets. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. He will be on the Jets. <laughs> oh, but no, I mean, he's not dumb. <laughs> you know, he knows no, he's not, not going to go there. 
You know, I mean, it's like he's, he's too smart for that. He's like, I want my opportunity, but I'm not going to the Jets or the Jaguars <laughs> or, or the Commanders at this point. Probably not the option. Uh, but no, that was kind of the joke, right? You you you, you bring in Wentz, wait, you couldn't call Kaepernick. You know, it would have probably been equal 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 upgrade at this point. You know, uh, from what no they, everybody's saying. So I I don't know. I mean, yeah. Washington is just a Washington is just a I don't know, just a bad situation right there offensively. They haven't been good in a long time. I mean, Kirk Cousins, that blew me away, Nate. Did you read that? The guy's made almost $200 million. Yeah. He hasn't won a playoff game, hasn't gone deep in the playoffs. But, you know, hats off to him for being a financial genius, just making his money. Yes. He's going to retire. <laughs> he's going to retire easily when he retires. Oh, he's he, he's going to be so well off, it's not even funny. I mean, he's he's – Definitely, I mean, you think about the caliber talent, and then you've got everything around him that has caused him to not have a, a playoff or a title, but be that financially sound and that smart. I mean, he's he's one of those fly under the radar guys that you know you, you just love to hear about. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's durable, he's dependable. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the Commanders would have taken Cousins over Wentz, at, you know, if if the opportunity oh, presented no itself. You know, no but, doubt. But Minnesota's not dumb. You know, they know they know they got it there. So, I mean, he's a good quarterback. It's just not. Yeah. You know, he's not going to take it to the promised land. You know. Um, let me get your thoughts on Trubisky to Pittsburgh. If I'm him, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming here because I'll be here for ten years, like every other quarterback's been here for ten years. That system. Fits oh, him absolutely. Well, I oh, I think I think it fits him perfectly. I mean, you know, I. I He's a um, what do they say? A multi-tool. Yep. So you know he can, you know, he can run and carry when he needs it. He can, you know, just I'm tired of it. I'll say he can he can do it all in in that environment with what you know Mike Tomlin has done with that team and what uh, Roethlisberger left behind. Oh, he's he's golden. He's perfect. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it worked out really good. I think it's gonna work out better there um, than it did in Chicago. I think the, the 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 culture there is better, and I think they'll make him a better quarterback ultimately. All right, guys, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in today, um, checking mm-hmm. out uh, the Mac. Uh, couldn't be here today. Obviously, Mark Simone couldn't be here today. Holly Custer's in Florida doing her tryouts. Uh, Terry Lister's obviously uh, doing off season with the Denver Bandits. But uh, really awesome show today. Uh, thanks to Chris Glover for coming in here from Nevada Storm. And also for the talented uh, influencer and uh, amazing Santia Deck for making the time for us as well. So check it out. Don't forget 417. Don't forget to subscribe on to our podcast right there, Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. For Nate Ward and the Option co-host, Oscar Lopez here. We'll catch you here next 417. So don't miss next week. Stay tuned. Have a good night. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50.